Hello, my friend, and happy new year. Welcome to the first podcast episode of 2023. And I wanted to kick this year off with a fun, lighthearted listen episode. You guys tend to really like these episodes, and I'm going to share the best of, so really all of my favorite things of 2022, things that were tried and true and trusty. And then I'm really going to go into a recap of what my personal and business year was like. And I've truly been enjoying listening to other people's podcasts on how they are setting up their year. Are they choosing a word for the year? And I'm going to go over a lot of that in today's podcast episode. So, you know, pop in a headphone. If you're driving, I will leave everything listed in the show notes that you can check out. I know I say that and sometimes I don't follow through, but with this episode, because I'm talking of my favorite things, the best of the best of the best of the things that from like we're sisters chatting and I'm telling you, oh my gosh, girl, you need to have these things in your life. I'm going to make sure that I link them in the description. So don't forget to check those out. Let's roll into today's episode. I know that it's really easy to want to just not take a look back at 2022 and just think about where you want to go, the things that you want to achieve or accomplish or do differently in 2023. But my friend, one of the most important things that I did in my menstrual phase of 2022 was reflected and looked back at what this year was and I hosted a class on that in the Feminine Edge Collective where I talked about how I took a look back on the year 2022, how I really am getting grounded in 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 what matters to me in 2023. So if you want access to that class, that is just one small class of many that's in the Feminine Edge Collective. If you want something like this, that's really going to walk you through my process and see how it feels for you. The ladies in the Feminine Edge Collective are raving about this class, and I'm so excited to kick off this podcast episode and talk about the best of my all-time favorites, but I do want to talk about how I reflect on the previous year before catapulting into my thoughts, my feelings, my goals, my desires, my dreams for the upcoming year, right? And this starts really with my camera roll. So I used a Horatio printing or yeah, Horatio printing dream planner as my 2022 planner. It was the first year that I purchased this planner. And because of all that Polly Payne of the Dream Planning Podcast puts on her podcast, I really kept up with using this planner. I mean, some weeks looked more full. There were a couple weeks that were missed and were skipped, but now I'm keeping this planner and it's going on one of my bookshelves because it's kind of like a time capsule that I'm keeping. And on the last page of my planner, is a blank page and I opened up my camera roll and started in January of 2022 and I wrote down the amazing memories and the things that I captured in 2022 that meant a lot. You're going to hear me kind of paging through my planner so that I have both my notebook, my 2022 planner, my 2023 planner and what I did was I reflected through those picture memories and 
wrote down those special moments of what we did all throughout the year. And it was just really cool. Um, I also on the next page wrote, you know, what 2022 was for me, where I saw growth, where I saw progress, where I saw areas of improvement and talked about, wrote about the really great things that happened in this year. And after that reflection, you know, kind of brought some thoughts of what I want for 2013. And while I had no intention, I'll talk about that here in a little while, I had no intention of having a word for 2023, I wrote a 2023 prayer. And I put this on the front page of my 2023 planner. And then I also copied it and folded it up. And I'm using it as a bookmark in my Bible right now, where it is this beautiful prayer that I want to hold on to and cling to for the entire year. I read my 2023 prayer in the feminine edge collective so that will give you guys some give you guys some insight of what this was like but i think this is just a beautiful way to set yourself up for what it is you want for the year how you want to feel and, and all of that it was just really cool to have this 2023 prayer come through because i focused on the things that are important to me, the things that matter to me, the things that I want to um, have help and guidance with and support in. I prayed for the things that I struggle with. I pray for the things that I want to celebrate. I pray for the things that I want to have come, like have more of in 2023. And so that's all written in my prayer. And then I went through with the dream planner, you get a course with it. And I went through the course of how to set up really intentionally my quarter one goals. And I feel like that was just, it's such a great way to look at the year when you're really just focused on this next season. And for January to March or January to like April, it can be a tough one here in the Midwest. But I think having these goals and dreams and the things that I'm doing are going to help this first quarter of the year fly by. But let's talk about 2022. Wow, that was loud. Sorry about that. Um, I have just some fun best of things for 2022 that I want to share with you. And the first thing is, and you could you could write these out and reflect on these too, but I want to share with you my favorite memories of 2022. And as I was going through my camera roll, seeing these, it wasn't just one memory, but it was a handful of memories created by a certain group of people. We really got into hanging out with our local community friend group this summer. And some of those things were so simple as come over and let the kids play outside. We'll make hot dogs and we'll all just talk on a deck. And sometimes we all took our boats out to one of the sandbars on a lake. And sometimes it was just meeting up for really, really simple things. But as I was going back, and that was actually my intention for summer of 2022, when I look in my Horatio planner, having an in-person life was very much a priority for me to change up in 2022, especially in summertime, and that carried over. And those people, while we still have uh, not surface level relationship, but like acquaintance level relationship, 
they're just such nice people and they're kind and they're caring and they're generous and their kids are kind and caring and generous and we talk about things and and it's just really really cool to have this local group of friends and while you know we really only chat when we meet up which is maybe once a month every other week whatever it is it's still so fun to have that in-person community and connection. And as somebody who's like a self-proclaimed introvert, and especially 2014 to this year, I would always say no to plans. I didn't want to go out and about and be social. And some of that had to do with the age of my kids. I do think that that plays a big role because we don't have to work around nap times. We don't have, you know, our kids can communicate what they want. When we're going out, I don't need to grab the diapers and the wipes and the bottles and all of the things and certain toys for them to play with. We can just go. I think that those were my favorite memories of 2022 for sure. My favorite book of 2022 was the for personal development, hands down, was The Gap and the Gain. I feel like this book completely changed my life, and I have not had a personal development book impact me in this type of way for a really long time. What this book will help you do is help you realize how it is you are measuring success and that success and the pursuit of happiness is not this destination that you're trying to get to. It's where you're at right now. And the beautiful thing about this book is he talks about how he works with those high level people, those people that look like they have it all, but they still feel like something is missing. They feel still feel like they don't have the success that they desire, but really everything in their life is good. It's just a perspective change. And that really, really hit my heart. Now for fiction, you guys, I read like 80 fiction books this year crazy, right? If you go to my Instagram, you'll see in my book highlights, I have all of my books that I read laid out in those templates month by month. And those are all the books that I finished. I didn't even finish a lot of books. Truly, I didn't finish a lot of books. If I'm reading a book and I'm just not getting into it, I stop and I move on to something else. So my favorite fiction book, I probably can't just share one, but I'm going to look through my Instagram highlight of my books and I'm going to tell you what I loved about them. The first one I want to talk about is Hooked by Emily McIntyre. What I really loved about this book was the nods to Peter Pan. So it's not fantasy fairy tale it does have spice it has a great plot which is my preferred choice of book i don't like to just read erotica i tend to like a book that has spicy scenes in it but also a really 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 good storyline and hooked by emily mcintyre had that um confidence of wildflowers by michaela smeltzer that was a sweet story. So while Hooked is more dark, the sweet story of the confidence of wildflowers was really cute. It was really cute. We have the Salacious Player Club series by Sarah Cote, Praise, Eyes on Me, and the other ones. I read all of them. Um, give me more. Those ones. So this is funny. Okay, maybe I wouldn't s- suggest the whole Salacious Players 
club series, but Eyes on Me by Sarah Kate. It is spicy. It is like taboo and it is, it was good. I, out of the Salacious Players Club, I really loved that. Um, Tempt Me by K.A. Tucker. That is the first in a series of The Wolf Hotel. I really liked that. Let's see, I'm rolling through here. The Second Chance by M. Robinson. So there's the Second Chance series, and those those were good too, but they weren't, I don't know, they weren't great. But I'm going to tell you what was great. What was really great was actually the series that I just finished, and maybe that's why my December reads, you guys, were fire. So if you particularly are looking for a good series to start. Um, my December books were really good because I read Negotiated and I believe that's by Marnie Mann, but Negotiated was really good, spicy, good plot. It was a novella, so it's a quick read, but I read the Mind F series by S.T. Abbey And the first book in that series is The Risk. So The Risk by S.T. Abby. And this was about a serial killer. She's the woman is a serial killer falling in love with the FBI agent there. He's trying to find this serial killer happens to be here is it is crazy. And you're like, how can you root for somebody who's a serial killer, read the series and you will be like, okay, I'm on her side. Like I want this chick to win. It's lower in the spice level, which by the covers, I know you're going to, you're going to see the covers and you're gonna be like, these look raunchy. They're not, they're not. There's even just a handful of scenes where it's like, he kissed me. And I'm like, that's as spicy as they get. But the plot top plot of the year for me. So it wasn't the top spice of the year for me. Top plot of the year was the Mind F series by S.T. Abbey. I would say the top steam. Oh, that's tough. The top spicy read was probably, yeah, it was definitely the Eyes on Me by Sarah Kate or the Wolf series by K.A. Tucker. If you want just a singular book, Eyes on Me, but if you're somebody who's who likes like a series, and I tend to find that I like a three, four book series where I really get into the storyline, I really get to know the characters. I read through series so much. Um, Tempt Me, K.A. Tucker, which leads to Break Me, Teach Me, Surrender to Me, and it is, it's a hot, hot love story. Oh my gosh, we need to get going faster about these. So my biggest lesson for 2022 that I learned was that I don't need to know the end in mind. So when it comes to business decisions, business directions, even strategy or just all areas of my life, I feel like I've always taken a step forward when I know what the end result would be, right? And I've realized in 2022 that I don't need to know how things will progress or how things will end up or how things will scale. Just make the next right step. That was a huge lesson for me in 2022. And the things that I am starting to do in 2023 is a 
it's really just, I'm doing this when one of it, I'll just be transparent, podcast production. So I produce my own show and I love actually the editing and the back end things of podcasting. And I've got a handful of clients that I am doing that for. We have contracts where it is for quarter one, because at the end of quarter one, I'm going to evaluate. Do I like doing this? Is this something I want to continue to do? Do I need to take on less clients? Do I need to take on more clients? And past me would want to be like, okay, but how do I scale this? How do I make this more scalable or more magnetic or help more people or have it make more money? And just for right now, I don't know where podcast production is going to go for me, but I 100% enjoy doing it. I love the ladies that I am partnered with and connected with to produce their shows. And I have the contract for quarter one and I am happy in this, in this season. And I don't need to know how this is going to scale or how this is going to progress or what this is going to turn into. I'm just doing what's in front of me right now and doing it well and seeing how things progress. That was my biggest lesson for 2022. My favorite beauty product of 2022 for sure was my Dime Beauty skincare. I purchased Dime Beauty skincare because I saw all the influencers talking about it too. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I am a sucker for what influencers are talking about. And a lot of times I buy the stuff that they talk about, that they're paid to talk about. And I'm like, this is trash. This is garbage. The only reason why they're talking about it is because they're getting paid for it. Not Dime Beauty, my friends. Not Dime Beauty. With Dime Beauty, it is legit. I bought it. I bought the works package. So I got the cleanser, the toner, the nighttime serum, the nighttime cream, the daytime serum, the daytime cream. And since then it has been my ride or die. And I struggled with rosacea really bad after my second born. My skin has never looked better, never looked better. I've been consistent with my nighttime showers. So I'm pretty consistent with my evening routine skincare. And then when I am finished with my workout in the morning, I splash some water on my face, use the day cream and the hyperglow serum. I mix those two together just because it was really hard for me to get the hyperglow serum on. So I just mix them. I put the hyperglow serum in my hand, put the dewy day cream, mix it together, put it on my face. And I feel like just that simple routine has helped my skin so much that I became an affiliate. So you can get 20, I believe it's $20 off. Maybe it's 20% off by using the code Joelle S. 20 and using my link once I once again I'll leave that in the show notes below but having really great skincare has helped me have like better makeup my makeup sits better or I just throw on powder and I'm good in mascara and I'm good to go I really feel like having great quality skincare and taking care of your skin having good hydration on your skin makes it so you're more confident. It's it's just really helped my confidence a lot. And I love Dime Beauty. 
didn't see that one coming, but even some of the ladies that have tried it because I've suggested it, they've signed up for the Dime Beauty affiliate program. And you don't make a lot when you when somebody uses your code or your affiliate link, but still it's like, I'm going to be buying this with my own money anyway. And I have a audience to share with. So if you are like, I love Dime Beauty too, girl, go see if you can sign up for their affiliate program because why not? Um, favorite wellness product by far my walking treadmill. My walking treadmill was my favorite wellness product of this year. I tried a couple different, um, clothing things, but just nothing was stand out to me. But when I got my walking treadmill and how good I feel, even if I take a slow 10 minute walk or a fast paced 10 minute walk or a slow paced 40 minute walk, I feel so good the more that I walk. And obviously this summer I was doing a lot of walking outside, but here it is really cold, really windy and really icy. And for me, it's just not hard to go up up to my workout room and walk on my treadmill. And if I am scrolling on social media, especially if I'm sitting and scrolling, I'm like, girl, at least go walk. Like at least go get your walking and get your steps in while you're scrolling. And then sometimes I do music. Sometimes I'm listening to a podcast, but it has been just really good. I'm, I may consider getting a standing desk and then putting my walking treadmill underneath it. We'll see, but I do not regret purchasing that walking treadmill. Favorite clothes that I wore. Okay, so the belt bag that I got from Amazon needs an honorable mention because it was so nice. Like my phone fit in it, my keys fit in it, my everything from my wallet fit in it. It was basically my wallet and it was just so nice to throw it on around my shoulders and have my hands free to do what it is I need to do with the kids. Now, while I say that, I don't have to bring a diaper bag with me when we go places. So I just used my belt bag this summer and it was so nice. It was so nice. I haven't been using it in the winter just because with winter coats and trying to get it like on and around, I did switch back to a backpack purse and my regular wallet. But come this spring and summer, I'm going to be going back to the belt bag. And if there's any updated trending belt bags, I will get a new one because I love the one I got off Amazon. I love it. And I think it's way cuter than just the OG Lululemon belt bag because the one that I have has little gold zippers and hardware on it. And I just think that it looks a little bit more polished and you can, you can still wear it with your athleisure stuff, but if you're wearing it with jeans and like a nice shirt, it doesn't look that far off because that gold detailing just elevates it a little bit. My active dress. Oh my gosh. I absolutely loved wearing my active dress. So it had, it's a just it, literally an active dress, like a tennis dress where sports bra is built into it. There's biker shorts built into it. And then there's just a cute little like A-line skirt over the top of those shorts. And I wore this dress all the time. Now, when I would put it on without it being styled, I always kind of felt like, 
uh, does it look that cute? But on those days, it was usually so hot outside that you just didn't even want to wear any clothes because it was just so hot and you know you knew you would be sweating in it. It was great for those days, but the days that I styled my active dress, I felt so fun, comfortable, and cute. In the summertime, I would style it with this long um, blue and white striped linen shirt. So even in hot, hot summer heat, that linen shirt was still just really great and breathable. And it looked so cute. I remember on my birthday dinner, I wore my blue and white striped linen shirt, my active dress, and I put on a pair of heel wedge sandals. And I felt so cute going into that birthday dinner. I got a compliment from my husband. I got a compliment from people at the restaurant and it was so cute. Then in the fall or when things started to get a little chilly, I would put my jacket on over my dress and then either wear it with booties or tennis shoes. And it was just so cute. I I'm looking forward to summer just so I can bust out that active dress again. I felt so cute and comfortable in it. And the one that I got was from a local boutique and it's a buttery soft material. I'm going to try to find something similar for you guys, but this it is, it was just so cute. Like when I first put it, put it on, I was like, I don't know if I love this, but when I would put it and style it and with the functionality of it, I absolutely loved it. I saw a lot of ladies wearing like the unitard version of it where it didn't have the little skirt over it. It was just the biker short one piece to a tank top. I didn't get into that trend, but I did love my active dress. And then when thinking of a fall or winter favorite clothing item that I've worn, hands down has been my faux leather joggers. I got mine at Marshall's and they're the brand Kendall and Kylie. I love that they are lined and they feel so great. This last weekend, my mom and I went shopping and we were at Express and Express had some straight leg faux leather pants that felt similar, but I do like that jogger look. And so if you are out shopping, my friend, look for some faux leather joggers. It looks so cute even with a sweatshirt or if you want to dress it up and for my husband's Christmas party, I wore heeled booties, my faux leather joggers, and just a simple gray sweater. I felt dressed up, but also very casual and comfortable. There have definitely been times where I put on my faux leather joggers and a hoodie with a jacket over, and it looks just as cute. So those faux leather joggers are definitely a fall slash winter favorite. Something I am excited for in 2023, which I talked about, was podcast production. I, I don't know where that's going to go, if that's going to grow, but I am just really excited to go full force into helping other ladies produce their podcasts. And I'm not teaching people how to start a podcast and like DIY it. I have a mentor and a friend that I can direct you to where you're like, I want to have a podcast, but I don't have the money to have somebody produce it for me. You want to do it yourself. I can definitely direct you to who I learned from, but I'm working with ladies who want to record and then have me do the rest. So they send me the recording. I do the rest. And that is who I am working with in 2023. I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about the Feminine Edge Collective. We have 
from January to May mapped out. We're going to be really focused on health and wellness in quarter one of this year. And then we're going to be talking about decluttering and mental health and and really just that emotional side of things come this spring. And I I love that the Feminine Edge Collective is is growing and we're growing gradually. I mean, you you ladies blew me away in the month of December because we had so many ladies enroll and join at the beginning of December. And I just feel like with January, the feminine the feminine fitness foundations is my signature health and wellness course for aligning your weight loss with your cycle. That is going to be a freebie in the feminine edge collective for people who join in January, February, or March. And that's just, it's really exciting to set some standards and some foundation of health and wellness in the beginning of the year, but not in the sense of like the typical resolution things. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really excited to see what comes for the Feminine Edge Collective. I did invest in a mentor to help me really pour into this community and give this community so much value at such an affordable price. I know with the economy, people, are are you cautious of what you're spending when it comes to high ticket priced things? You know, like what what are those um, those things that you are reserved about? I don't know. And so I really wanted to have the Feminine Edge Collective be an affordable way for you to get a lot of really great information, have community support, have access to me. But then since this is in an app, this is also something really well-rounded for me to create boundaries around because I have my times where I go into the app and I'm responding, but then also I don't have the notifications on in the app. So I'm intentional about when I am in there and when I'm out of there, you know what I'm saying? Which leads me to this last part, which is my word for 2023. And I wasn't going to pick a word of the year, but I did a bar class yesterday on Beachbody on Demand, which I am still a Beachbody coach. I will be talking about my personal health and fitness goals in Thursday's podcast episode. But with 2023, and me doing my Beachbody On Demand bar workout, Elise Jones, absolutely amazing. She pulled the affirmation, I am authentic. And so that really resonated with me for 2023. So I wrote it down in my in my planner and I'm going to have it be my word for January. And today, this morning, I really reflected on what does being authentic mean to me? What does it feel like? Um, and I, I wrote out a page of what that really feels like for me to be authentic. And to me, that just really resonates with what I talked about was my biggest lesson for 2023 is I don't have to know the end goal. I don't know. I don't have to know what things are going to be like in five years, 10 years, but just really being in tune with right now, with how I feel, with my words, with my actions, with my thoughts and my values. To me, authenticity is all about that. And and it really is a sense of being grounded and present. And um, so I did a little journaling on that. So my word for 2023 is authentic and being authentic to me and, and listening to my gut 
and get getting very, very close to God. So my gut isn't necessarily me following my feelings, but my gut is me following God's guidance and trusting that because I feel like I've been stuck for a while because I've had fears and I haven't known what the future is going to bring. I haven't seen a vision for the future and that really kept me stuck in a few spots and I want to just really be authentic to me and when I am podcasting like what does that mean with each episode to be authentic and vulnerable and share you know some business owners would not have shared what I shared with you guys today they would want to keep those types of things behind the scenes but for me authenticity also means being real and honest and transparent and confident in how I, how I feel and knowing that that's okay for me to feel this way or say these things and have my own back in the process. So I hope that you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Check out the show notes for anything that I talked about. Happy 2023. Come on over to Instagram and DM me some of your thoughts and feelings about this podcast episode or some goals that you have and have set for 2023. I would love to see you join the Feminine Edge Collective, especially coming in now will be a really well-rounded way to um, support yourself throughout the year in all areas of your life. We're going to obviously always keep our hormones and cycle syncing in mind. You get the full living in sync method when you join with master classes on fitness, nutrition, and all of that stuff, PDFs. There's so much in there, but I really think coming in right now when it's a fresh new year and we're kind of starting back at square one, you will find so much growth and progress um, each and every month in the Feminine Edge Collective. And I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening today, my friend. And if you loved this episode, before you go, can you share it with a friend or leave a rating and review? It's a small gesture that means a lot to me and helps the podcast reach even more ladies who are wanting to live in sync in a well-rounded way with their life using their cycle as their guide. If you want to see more of the day-to-day stuff in my life, come on over to my Instagram. It's just my name, Joelle Cease. I will leave anything and everything mentioned in the podcast detailed in the show notes. So don't forget to check those out. Thanks again. And I will catch you next time.